Take it away, Ben. All right. Uh, hello, everyone. For the viewers, YouTube, uh, we have a uh, our first video guest, right? Video guest. Yeah. Um, if you're listening, not our first listening guest. We've had a few of those. But, uh, yeah, a friend of ours living in Sapporo, he listened to one of our episodes about the Ainu a few That's episodes right. ago. And... Uh, and apparently he is uh, an expert on the subject, oh, maybe a little bit, or no, no, knows a bit more than us. <laughs> knows a lot more than us. And it's very exciting to have him on. Uh, Matt, welcome to the show. And Thank welcome very to, much. The, to the... Um, the Voice in Japan. The Voice in Japan. Yeah, another Matt, so it might get confusing. So right. I'm going to refer to him as... Uh, his name is Matt Cotter, so I might call him Cotter or Cotty. All right, I'll call you Ben. Good. <laughs> the Ben Sandwich. We could all change names, yeah? <laughs> the right. Ben Sandwich. The ben, we're having a yep. Ben Sandwich yep. today. It's very uh, very warm here mm. in between these two strapping young men. <laughs> anyway. Strapping young Mets. So, Matt, uh, yeah, I guess we should begin at the beginning. Yep. Yeah. Maybe let the listeners know a little bit about yourself, how long you've been mm. in Sapporo. I think you've been here longer than me and Matt, I would really? say. I think so. Maybe, yeah. Mm. Yeah, I came in '99. Yeah, wow. beat me. Quite a while. When you were five years old, because you're what, twenty years old? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. around about that. <laughs> yeah, I came to Japan in 1999 as an ALT. Oh, right, as many of us do, straight to Sapporo. Yeah, um, from and- New Zealand. From New Zealand, yes. Yep. I come from a very small town, city at the bottom of New Zealand called Invercargill. Um, grew up there and I went to university in, at Otago University in Dunedin. Um, I, yeah, did, um, majored in Maori studies and psychology and then went to teacher's college for a year. Right. Started teaching kids. Um, and that's kind of one of the reasons I came over actually because I had these two Chinese boys come into my, um, my new entrant class, and uh, they couldn't speak a, a lick of English. Right. And it's kind of hard enough teaching kids as it is mm. um, at that age. And then you have these two kids who can't speak English, and you're just kind of like gesturing, okay, now we're going to do process writing. Go, you go Now we're going to go grab a book. You don't know a book? Oh, okay. So, um, yeah, so I just thought it was tough for me, but, like, tougher for them so i thought i wanted to be put in the same situation so yeah kind of an ad came up how about teaching in japan and uh thought that's a good idea if i I know nothing about japan yeah right um so i head over there and be put in the same shoes as those two little boys where it might help my teaching somewhere along the line yeah right on and you never you never looked back yeah yeah i I see Plan to stay for a year because pretty much Kiwis, Aussies too, want to do the OE over in England. Right. So um, I was going to stay for a year and save a bit of money, maybe plug some back into the student loan. Um, oh, I see. And then head over to, to London or something. But I was just loving it here so much, yeah. you know. Um, I was playing rugby and snowboarding in winter and uh, making fairly good coin at the time. Yeah, today we are, we're talking about something different though, aren't we? And it's not the World Cup for a change. <laughs> yeah, we are talking about uh, the Ainu. So we did a podcast, what, about four or five weeks ago about the yeah, Ainu, for, yeah. of our limited knowledge. And Matt reached out. And now you teach Ainu and Maori studies. Is that correct? Um, I do, yes. Um, I'm at uh, my, my main position, my main, position mm-hmm. my main teaching job. Yeah. Um, well... Where I'm employed, my ten- tenure job is yeah. at uh, Hokusei Gakuen right. uh, University Junior mm-hmm. College. Right, and so, you knew you knew nothing about Ainu before you came to Hokkaido. No, not at all. And I didn't right. even that whole first three years where I was here as an ALT. Yeah, I knew nothing about Ainu. Right, but I didn't speak Japanese either, so obviously I wasn't getting any Ainu. Like there might have been a, a poster about an Ainu event, but I couldn't see it. Right, I couldn't understand it. Okay, but I knew nothing about Ainu, and it's like so weird 
being in, indigenous Maori myself. Thinking, right, right. I didn't even know there was any indigenous in Japan. Which, yeah, exactly. Which is, yeah. The government yeah. aren't exactly going to yeah. be, aren't exactly like putting yeah. that up on posters yeah. that they. That was hell, what, 2019? 2008 was the first time they said, yeah, okay, we have an Indigenous. And that's because of the Indigenous Summit here, Mm, straight after the World Summit, right? And um, and, uh, where you've got got a house, where is it? Oh, Lake uh, Toya. Lake Toya, yeah. Yeah. Up on a slightly more expensive place up on the hill. (laughs) Hey, my shack, man, (laughs) is worth millions. They should have brought the president of the United States down to your shack and said, should have done. I could have showed Obama a good time, man. You could have taken him out skiing, mate. You could have thrown yeah. some rugby balls at him. Yeah. So, no, they had the Indigenous Summit straight after that. So, the world was looking oh. on and they thought, Let's and then the government attention. thought, well, uh, you know, a little bit of pressure. We've, we've right. always been with this one nation, one people thing. And right. they've never said that we've got an Indigenous, they say. Pretty much their stance was like everybody in Japan is Japanese and have Japanese passports, so we have no indigenous. Yeah. I mean, it was a stance right up to 2008, but well. they had a lot of um, protests and they finally said, okay, yes, no, we do have an indigenous. But have, did they have the have they had a similar history to the Maori then? Or was the Maori yeah, really? yeah, um, very similar, which is kind of why I, I, um, I teach Ainu and Māori studies because right. uh, a lot of cultural, culturally a lot of things are similar mm. um, and the history is pretty much, well, with a lot of indigenous around right, the world with right, colonisation, right, 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 like right, right. pretty much get shat on by the, the colonisers mm, and yeah. England. Ang- language and cult- cultures the get, Brits. get uh, <laughs> you know, kind of um, tried, tried to eradicate them basically. So, yeah, exactly right. Um, yeah, so very similar there. Right, and you have your Maori, correct? Yep, yeah. Um, I um, hail from the Tiatawa and the Ngati Mutunga tribes. Okay. Um, iwi, we say for tribes in the Taranaki area, right. which is uh, uh, the North Island, the west coast of the North Island. Mm-hmm. There's uh, Mount Taranaki. You might have heard of it. It's um very beautiful mountain. Looks like um looks like Fuji, but a little bit smaller. Okay. Actually, if you've seen the Last Samurai. Oh yeah! yeah. So, oh, they that, filmed that, that right? Was the, that was where it was filmed, oh, and, and right. that was the the mountain was not Back. Fuji; it was Mount. Oh, <laughs> sneaky! Yeah, same as Lord of the Rings, right? Yeah, yep, yep. <laughs> no, not not that mountain. Those Lord of the Rings mountain scenes were down in Queenstown, I think, around that area. Okay, but, uh, South Island. But yeah, so my great grandmother was Maori, and she married a, um, an Irish immigrant, and yes, yeah, so. If we're going to put fractions on it, my right. my grandma's a half, my dad's a quarter, and I'm an eighth. Oh, okay, oh, okay. right, right, right. Yeah. So, but I I was brought up knowing not much about Maori culture or Maori language or anything at all because my right. dad had, was was the same. He wasn't brought up in it, and right. his his grandmother. So his mother also had nothing. His grandmother could speak Maori and uh, was would go to the marae, which is the um, community. Uh, Maori um, kind of centre, okay. but she wouldn't teach my my father or grandmother anything Maori because she's just like that's, that's, that's not the way New Zealand's going now, right. kind of thing. You have, you should learn English, that kind of thing. So okay. pretty much generate a lot of you know about three generations lost the language and culture. Are there are there a lot of different languages like Maori languages for each different? Yeah, different dialects. Dialects, yep. right? Okay. Is that the same with the Ainu? Different dialects. Yes, different dialects. Dialects. Um, yeah. Do, you, do you speak any Ainu? Um, I take a Ainu language lesson every week on oh, Zoom. Right. Yeah. Um, oh. On Tuesdays, yeah, Tuesdays for an hour, hour and a half. Been doing that for about a year and a half now. So um, is it okay. is it similar to Japanese at all? It's not similar to anything. It's, yeah. a, it's actually a language isolate, so nobody knows where it's come from. Well, wow. um, it's grammar is completely different. You know, pronunciation is completely. Are you, different. And you're learning um, the main dialect, are you? Like, yeah, the, yeah. Um, and is that is that from an actual Ainu person? Like, a, uh, that, yeah, that's actually quite interesting. He's um, Kenji Sekine. He's uh, lives in Nibutani. Which, and Biraturi, you know Biraturi. No, wait. Yeah, yeah, we, might, we might have to provide a map for that on the, on the video. So we'll do that on the yeah. YouTube. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Nibutani is quite famous as being having the highest um, population of of Ainu living. Ah, uh, we thought it was in Hidaka. Um, is it? It's it's near Hidaka. Ah, okay. Yes. Yeah. Right. Um. So 
Yeah, so he lives there, and he's actually from down south, but he married an Ainu lady, Maki, and right. she's a very famous weaver, actually. Ainu weaver making the Atushiba um, traditional Ainu clothes and things. Um, but he got, he when he was young, he moved there and he married Maki, and he just became, you know, um, engrossed in the whole Ainu culture and stuff. And he's actually one of probably one of the. Uh, best speakers of I knew in, well, Chris, in Japan at the moment. He's he's the teacher. Wow, uh, and his daughter's very famous too. She's uh, she does I knew um, classes on on YouTube. Okay, and, um, lessons and uh, like teaching you know, about culture and language. I knew language. She does language. little a little I knew language segments, which are like five minutes each. Um, she's the voice on the um, the bus when the, the I knew announcements on the bus. Oh right, cool. Oh. Was on the news the other day. So we'll put uh, a there's a link to her channel. That we can, we'll put. Yeah, on you can the, find it easily. Yeah, I, I didn't give you the link, but you can find it easily on YouTube. The, okay, we'll put that channel. on the, yeah. at the end. Um, um, so, is the Ainu language? Is it because we said it was kind of a dead language or a dying language, but making a kind of resurgence? Is that true? Yeah, um, UNESCO um, said it's a very, it's a critically endangered okay. language. Um, right. So, there's actually no. Um, native speakers of the language anymore so mm, the, first, yeah. the last native speaker died about 10 15 years ago well wow. um but there are fluent speakers a handful of fluent speakers okay. who've learned it's not their first language but they've learned the language and become fluent in it. okay um here's one at uh at hokurai hokurai university and of course kenji who teaches us um uh, it's there's been a bit of a resurgence recently with lots of different classes going on, like our one on Zoom. And the thing with it, the good thing about being it on being on Zoom is people can join from anywhere. Oh, okay, and uh, just from their homes, kind of thing. So, right. okay. you know, which is which is great. Um, and we're using the actually a Maori method called Teatarangi, which is um, which Maori used to um, revitalize the language within the older population back in oh, New Zealand. Right. Okay. So the younger population, the main the main thrust of getting revitalizing the language was to start immersion um, kindergartens in New mm. Zealand. So all of the the, ki- the kids would go to kindergarten, you know, grassroots. Everything would be in Maori immersion, so it will become their first language or close to their first language. So when they graduate, then they go, then, then they started the that was called Kohangareo. Then they started um, the Kurakopapa, which was the um, the schools, immersion schools. And now you can actually go all the way through New Zealand school system. From kindergarten to university, speaking um, Maori, immersed in Maori. Wow! wow. Um, so they're, they're... But the the problem was with the parents. The parents didn't have the language to help at home, uh, so the yeah. kids were learning it, but they come home and be speaking English all the time. Yeah. Oh, okay. So uh, they had this. They they made this Tatarangi method, which is I think it was called the silent way. We use cuisinier rods, and you use these rods to make sentence structure. You know, like the little rods you used to have with maths at home. You know, there's like oh. the little white one with cube was a one, and then it's a little red one with two, and they oh. use them for math. <laughs> <laughs> huh? like no. like not like an no. abacus, are well, they? <laughs> no, no. Well, maybe, maybe it was a New Zealand thing, but like, you used to have these rods, eh, and you'd get the ten was a big orange one, and you get the six was a, a black one, and you put them together. And that makes and, seventeen. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, and then you'd, and then the teacher say, "How much is that?" And if you're struggling, then you'd get all the little one white ones, and you'd line them up against. Them. Oh, it's sixteen. Okay. Anyway, that's what we did when we were little. I don't think we did that. No. Yeah. But anyway, you use those rods <laughs> as, um, and you can make pictures with them and uh, explain right. situations and yeah, and everything's in the immersed in that language. Yeah, so. Right. And they're on, doing the same thing with on Zoom, yeah. So, with Arno, right. so are, they, are they doing that here too? In, yeah. So um, there's a couple anyway. of researchers um, brought over um, some of the top teachers, Maori Tatarangi teachers, brought them over to teach the Ainu teachers here. Okay. So they kind of incorporated it, and we're doing that on on Zoom now. It's a little bit different because on Zoom you can't pass the conversation to the next person, kind of yeah, thing. It's a bit and, and you stilted, need to, right? If you're yeah. having like two people buying something in a shop or something. You yeah. use characters, so like Kenji will have like Humbaman and Durangwon or something, and you'll say, oh, can, how much is this? And oh, it's a $5 or something, that kind of thing. You, oh, need, okay. you need that on Zoom, which you mm. d- wouldn't need in a face-to-face situation. Yeah, exactly, but, right. Okay. But yeah, it's working well, I think. Do you know if there's like anything else that, like any programs or initiatives that the government are trying to do to do more for for Ainu culture rather than you know not just the language, but because 
you was kind of here well not here but i read like some reports of like i knew people they're not really that happy with what the government have been doing so far like mm. they legalized something in 2019 like i knew became an official uh, indigenous or right. recognized right but yeah. everyone's like but you know that that's all you're doing and then they did start this Upapoi. Is it Upapoi? Upapoi. Yeah. <laughs> your favorite your favorite place? That's right, man. Matt, yeah. Is it Upapoi? Is that how you pronounce it? Upapoi. Upapoi. You know, have yeah. you been there? Because yep. we, or Ben... I haven't been there, but I've seen... You heard that the Ainu people weren't particularly pleased with it. It's a bit of a... Yeah. Right, uh, yeah. It's... um. You, you've been? Sorry? I went, yeah, a couple of weeks ago. It was my first oh. time. I was actually going to go a couple of years ago, but Corona, they couldn't, wouldn't let us in. Yeah, right. Um, and because of the Ainu Māori Studies classes I'm teaching at, I'm teaching one at our uh, junior college. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a, called an Ego Niuru Kamoku, which is like a English as a means of instruction class. So it's like I don't grade their English. It's just we're teaching Ainu Māori in, in, in English and they right. have, to, have to speak English. So When you're teaching about the culture, correct? Culture, or? history, present-day status, a little ah, bit okay. of language. Right. And, okay, well. Um, yeah, and then I do the same for the... Um, the foreign students who come over to stay, the study abroad students, they have yeah, their right. own class, and that's kind of cool because I can go into, I can talk like we're talking now. You yeah, know, right. Just go real deep, really deep into it. Yeah, but right. the junior college class, it's like I can't talk yeah. like this, so yeah. it's kind of a little bit surface level. Mm. Yeah, right. I teach a Maori class at Sapurukakung as a part time job. That's just Maori, but it's um, but similar content. Yeah. Um, but the other ones I knew and Maori, but um, yeah. So I took a bunch of students on a on a bus tour. There to um, have a look at Upopoi. And then we went to Nibutani because um, there's a little museum there. And Nibutani, that's another. Is that near Jozanko? Is that. No, that that's, that's what, <laughs> as I said, you're going to yeah. have to get a map out for, for, for you. Near Hidaka. Ben was meant to get maps, but he yeah. forgot. <laughs> but um, yeah, there's a little museum there, the um, Shigeru Kayano Museum. And he's okay. a legend, I know. You might have to. Put a link of him on. Uh, okay. he's, in, he's got um, a Wikipedia thing in English too. Okay. Um, but he was the, like the first I knew to make it into the Japan Diet, is it? Oh, right, yeah. yeah the, a okay. Oh, wow. Well, and he right. actually sued the government for the Nibutani Dam because oh. they built the dam on the on, on the ground. Oh, yeah, right. And wow. he lost, but that was the first time the Hokkaido government said, okay, Indigenous have rights in, in Hokkaido. But anyway, so I took them, the students there too, because all of the all the artifacts and stuff had Japanese um, labels and, tra- and and things, but they had no English translations. Right. But they get uh, like foreign tourists quite a bit. So I said, okay. "Do you want to help? Do you want us to help out? I can yeah, get our right. students to come, and we'll um, we'll translate them all into English. Mm-hmm. It's a win for you. You get translations. Win for us. We get to students get to use yeah. their skills that yeah, they're right. learning. So yeah, that was the first first time I went to Upopoi. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, first time. And, and what did, did you, you like it? Yeah, what, what did you think? Um, yeah, I loved it. It's um, I love the how they've set it up. Um, I love all the um, the staff there, the Ainu staff there. Actually, there's about four or five of them are in the Ainu language group. Okay, so kind of all my friends because you get to know each other really well in the in the in the Zoom lesson because you kind of break out rooms and and at first you talk a little bit in Japanese and then you go into the the main, back to the main room and then it's suddenly you do a little kind of like a prayer. Saying okay, we're going to start speaking okay. Ainu now. Only Ainu, okay. and then then Kenji t- teaches the content in the main room, and then we go into breakout rooms and um, little sub teachers teach the content again, and we practice okay. it. So it is authentic Ainu, like yep, uh, yeah, real, it is. real okay. Ainu. So all the um, staff is like you're saying. Most of the most staff are Ainu, Ainu. yeah, um, and yeah. So it's great just them that that. Staff part is only, but so it's, it's authentic at least, right? So yeah, from from questions. the staffers, but um, yeah. yeah, it's a bit of a uh, bit of a rabbit hole. Right. But um, there's no like roller coasters there, there like I knew. <laughs> well, that's kind of one thing that the uh, some Ainu groups were a little bit worried about. That it's uh, not worried about, but yeah, quite, um, that we're against it because they because they said it's like this is just a, the government cashing in on yeah, tourism, especially out. before the Olympics. Yeah. It's just like a big Ainu kind mm. of um, theme park. Right. Let's display our Ainu. Everybody come. Look, we're doing so mm. much for the Ainu. We built this museum. Yeah, after museum, you've been treating but them then, like shit for Yeah, but that's all just surface years, level. Right. What about like government right. apologies? Yeah, and, um, yeah, right. You know, 
Reli- religion, you know, religion. What about rights? Yeah, rights um, for the wrongdoings. What about right, you know, right, f- fostering right. more the lang- language and the culture? Yeah, um, it's just surface. Know, it's all yes, yeah, surface level. Oh, okay. But there's a lot of other things too, like. Um, but maybe it's a start. Maybe it's a start. Yeah, I mean, Ballet, I, I, never. I don't right, say. I I, even when I was talking to the students about it, I don't say yay or nay. Yeah, okay. And uh, and I'm not speaking as a. On the behalf of in, all right. Māori, I'm not speaking on behalf of Indigenous. I'm just yeah. saying my thoughts. I'm saying, look, these are, you know, it's never a happy, happy upopo is the best thing for any. Right. You know, there's always another side. So there's, yeah. there's the other things is that, you know, some groups were, are against it because of that, you know, the tourism thing. Yeah. Um, related to the tourism, it's like, so, okay, tourists come to Japan now, they think, oh, we want to see some Aino stuff. Oh, where did we go? Oh, upopoi. Like what happens to Lake Akan, where they've got their tourism right. set up there, had it for years. What happens to Nibutani? They've mm. got tourism set up there, Asahikawa. So mm. they'll lose all their tourists. And, you know, these are people who, you know, need that. Yeah. been, you know, trying to survive on right. um, tourism for their for their livelihood. There's um, no, sorry, there's no Ainu, uh, there's no, it's all in Hokkaido, correct? No, no, there's Ainu who live down in Honshun. As well, right. and uh, that's moved down into like Tohoku region, but also a lot of Ainu have, um, oh, what's the word for it? Um, just been, um, have moved to, to- Tokyo or other reason, uh, other areas, and have kind of lost a lot of their connection with their roots back, okay. back here. Um, but they still kind of, a lot of them are still strong in their Ainu is um, right <laughs> down, down there. Um, is it, is there like a Big kind of Ainu community like in Sapporo. Yes, yep. Yeah. There's Ainu, Ainu. Yeah, kind of all over the place. There's always little groups that get together and and do do things. Right. Um, Cause I, I, I don't think I've ever met an Ainu person before. Like, do you have many right. friends or acquaintances? And could, yeah. like, could you tell? Like, do they, they have like distinct features? Um. Yeah. Uh, sometimes you can tell. But uh, mainly, if someone says they're Ainu, then you can think, ah, oh, yeah, now oh, I can see no, it kind I of thing. Yeah. Um, but sometimes you can't tell at all. Someone mm. might just look complete Japanese, but they might have um, quite a lot of Ainu in them or some kind of Ainu heritage. But, um, yeah, a little bit more um, browy and and looking and I think quite very striking eyes. Ainu, Ainu people have quite, quite striking eyes. Right. Both deep, deep yeah, yeah, yeah. features. Both yeah. uh, both female and men, I think. Not what, do, what they say that in Japanese? Koi, is it? Koi, koi yeah, yeah. They yeah. use the word koi, like if you look at an Okinawan yeah. person, it's kind of koi. What's, koi, koi means deep, and then there's shoyu, which is like Japanese. Yeah, kind it's of more... Soy sauce. I don't know, <laughs> more of a, 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 a prominent bro- mm. bony structure. Yeah, so you, you'd be koi. Mm. Yeah. I'm quite koi, oh, yeah, aren't I? Yeah. So I think all of us would be koi. <laughs> yeah. I might be a little bit more shoyu than you guys. <laughs> You go yeah, well with sushi. So, <laughs> but there's there's also um, there's thousands of of people who probably don't even know they have Ainu right. in them, um, or know but don't want to say it because it's just being discriminated still, against. Still, it's still just, like that. Still, yeah. a lot of discrimination. Yeah, one of my it? one of my colleagues interviewed an Ainu lady, and she mm. didn't tell her husband or her son that she was Ainu until like the son had gone to university, and then she's. She told them, and then and they got the, angry. Uh, the husband divorced her. Oh, and the, son, the son never talked to her. What? what You're what is, kidding. What yeah. is the discrimination for? Just because I mean, I they just, weren't like a they, doing anything bad, did they? Well, they were just because they were like became kind of like sub citizens because yeah, right, they were. Right. Um, That's disgusting because of, man, because of colonization. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. when the wajin came up into Hokkaido, they yeah. started pushing the border back and decided mm. to just pretty much take all of Hokkaido. At the start, it was just down the Hakodate area. Yeah, with, right. Um, the Matsumai clan down there. And right. um, then they just kept pushing the borders. And then uh, then there was a few revolutions. And that yep. always... Who's the, um, who's the big... Shakushain. Shaku, yeah. yeah, right. Shakushain, he yeah. led the big the revolt. Big one, yeah. yeah. And uh, the revolutions, same in New Zealand, are the ones that if you lose, you get smashed. Yeah. So New Zealand, in New Zealand, the Māori... They never uh, lost. Māori landlords did. didn't lose. Yeah. Um, because of... Um, just too strong, and then the the 
the British said, okay, we're not going to win, so let's make a let's make a treaty. So they made the Treaty of Waitangi, mm. and uh, that was okay. But then they reneged on that, and there's a lot of problems. The, the right. big one was the, the English and the Maori were different translations for a couple of words, which mm. <laughs> right, right. basic yeah, basically yeah. basically saying the the Queen will reign all of the country, but then the Maori version said, well, the Queen will reign the country, but you still own all your own lands. Well, right. Each chief have their own lands, but there's like then it was you know different and stuff but um and there's all these problems there but then so then the maori rebelled and there's all these wars again but finally in the end well, just because of numbers really a lot of other things but maori lost so then the the settler government said okay so anyone who fought against us we're taking all your land all so right. took all the land so when you lose your land and people have to go elsewhere you know urbanization and stuff then lose connection with roots poverty um, mm. And then all that what comes from poverty, you know, then you, after right, years right. and years of poverty, you're going to, at some stage, it's going to end up going to be yeah, crime, yeah, exactly, drug right. dependence, yeah, alcohol, yeah, yeah. Vo- you know. But I mean, this, this is everywhere, right? I mean, yeah, we yeah. have it in Australia, it's yeah, in North it's, America. It's everywhere. So yeah. basically the same thing happened up yeah. here in Hokkaido where the, the Ainu were, um, they, they weren't allowed, they were banned to do any of their cultural things, mm. Iomante, the the tattooing. Yeah, um, I was going to ask you about that. Smashed. Yeah, they weren't even allowed to hunt and fish. Yeah. So yeah how, how, how could hand, hunter-gatherers survive? Yeah, right. So they, they had to um, break the law or die. Right. So they were breaking the law, and when they broke the law, they got taken and put into like slave, pretty much slave labor for wow. um, making roads around Hokkaido, um, the fisheries, the coal mines. Yeah. And this is how, how, what, how long ago is this, would you say? Um, God, yeah, I'm really bad with um years. Eh, of 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 uh, that's, that, right. that's ben, what ben is too. Bad, it's all right, yeah. that's, that's why I put it all in, when I'm teaching. I put it all in a PowerPoint, and then I don't have to remember. It. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> maybe you should just on a PowerPoint presentation. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> so, that would have been. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it was pretty. It was pretty terrible, and they they did things like, okay, well, you can farm. And they'd give them farmland. We'll, we'll give we you. We don't this, want to farm. Though, we'll give we you don't. this land. What yeah. are you going to give us back our own land? Mm. Well, anyway, we'll give you this land, which was terrible farming land anyway. Mm. And, and I didn't really know how to farm. Right. And they said, if you don't make a, um, a a profit from the produce in ten years, we're going to take the land. Oh back. man, yeah, right. Okay. All this, yeah. this stuff that happens. So, so that, that um, discrimination still kind of happening today. Yeah, like, like yeah. you're saying with that person, yeah. you know. and because it's um it's indoctrinated, right? Like people don't understand that they're they're being. Gracious, there's that thing on, was it HTV or something the other, other year, last year? Oh, when a comedian made that yeah, joke or something? Yeah, he said, ah, inu, a dog. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and that just blew up. And, yeah. uh, and then, but he just didn't understand that it was, he was trying to be funny, but he didn't understand that it would have any offense. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. And yeah, there's right. other people too who are just coming to his, his aid saying, yeah, no, that's fine. Well, you know, it's, it's funny. It's funny. So it doesn't count. Right. That's why it counts. Because yeah. everyone mm-hmm. thinks it's funny and, you know, so, yeah, it's a weird thing, isn't it? The whole kind of, you know, are you racist if you think you're not being racist? But mm, is that an excuse? You know, right, like it, right. It's just like yeah, but sometimes ar- arrogance should know better, ignorance. I guess. Yeah, yeah. 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 Mm. So, yeah, they're pretty hard done by. Um, so, a lot of the silent I know now, they just they don't want to admit that they're um, I knew or me. And because they haven't admitted it over so many generations, then. Um, then a lot of people just don't know that they're only right. Yeah, that's, so, that's a that's a sad thing too, isn't it? Yeah, right? yeah. And yeah. a lot of um women were were made to ma- Ainu women were made to marry Japanese men, trying so, to breed so them so out, they would kind of breed, thing. breed them yes. out. And also the Ainu men wouldn't um, because the shinue, which is the Ainu tattoo yeah, around yeah, the lips, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that was a sign of um, beauty and and of right. um, womanlyhood, and that you right. were at an age that you could be married. Yeah. So the Ainu men didn't want to marry anyone without one. Right. But they banned it. Oh, okay. So, yeah. Yeah, so yeah. the Ainu men couldn't, you know, no. wouldn't wouldn't marry anyone because yeah. they didn't have mine. It's a very striking tattoo, isn't it? It is, yeah, like, yeah. It was yeah. actually done quite, um, it was done over a long time. Like, it would start when they were like about eight, nine years and old. And it slowly extended. Yeah, they'd make these dots. Okay. And then they'd join the dots after another couple of years and right. then they'd, they'd fill it in. And then if it wasn't dark enough, they'd fill it in some more. Okay. Is that all, all women would have that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. To get to get married, and some had, had on their on their hands. Right. Is there um, any any similarities to uh, Maori kind of facial um, tattoos, or is that maybe different? maybe in that sense for um, like beauty or to be of a um, a certain status, but mm. um, patterns no, no really. patterns are different. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, some of the patterns look similar, like the curls and stuff. If you look at a, um, an Ainu 
um, some fabric that's yeah. been woven. Some of the curly ones will look um, yeah. will look similar, but they're actually a little bit different. It's yeah. kind of the opposite side. So Māori, usually the curls come from a koru, which is mm. like um, the inside of a, a, a fern plant, a fern frond. Oh, okay. So like to Māori, the fern is a very um, important plant because it um, symbolizes the family. You okay. Know, the, the baby ferns come up, they roll up, they roll up, and every all the other adult fern leaves are protecting them. They become adults and then they, they slowly come down, they wither and like grandparents and then they, they die, but those nutrients go into the soil and back up into the, into is that the, why you have that on your, um, your All Blacks, uh, jersey? Is it the fern? The silver fern? Yeah, yeah this is, this is a symbol of New Zealand, but I'm not too sure if it has any Maori content, but like oh, if okay. you, look at Air New Zealand has the koru on it, that's their, their logo. logo. Oh, okay, right. Um, but the opposite way of that, if you look, if you have a curl, a, mm. a curl like that, the opposite is kind of like a spike. Yeah. So it's the opposite that the Ainu take. And there's this like a thorn oh. from like thorny bushes and stuff. And that's to, um, kind of to protect the wearer. Um, from bad spirits or something because ah. you've got thorns. Yeah, right, right. So, yeah. Man, we should have got you on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, 2,000 yen. Yeah. Don't worry about it. You can pay us later. I'm already paying to be on here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Patreon, Patreon. Yeah. <laughs> now, you just came back from an Ainu festival in Tokyo. What was that? Would have been two weeks ago now, would it? Yes, yes, the Ainu Thanksgiving, Ainu Kanchasai. So that's every year, the Thanksgiving. What date is that on? Um, it's usually in November or started December, but usually November, but they um, it was a little bit later this year because they're trying to get it planned and they decided to go ahead with it. It's been cancelled for two years with, right, okay. with COVID, but um, that's this was their 10th one. Uh, which they've done down there, and they they start. Akemi san is the one who's organising it, and she's um, she's done a lot of uh, collaboration things with Maori and stuff along the lines too. But her main idea for for running it down there was to get Ainu living in to- in Tokyo and Tokyo and those surrounded regions together, and um, and try to fundraise to to try and in the future, you know, you can't do it with just a few events, but in the future to be able to buy a cultural space that is only oh, Ainu. Okay, yeah, right. Um, so like in New Zealand we have the Marae for different um, different areas have a Marae which is a cultural space which is Māori land and Māori buildings and oh, I see. owned and run by Māori and yeah, when there's okay. events people go there. Um, so that's their plan for Yeah, so the they'd like term. to have a space like that. Mm. Um, in Tokyo. In Tokyo, in Tokyo right. area uh, and they don't so and Ainu don't really have even up here, they don't, there's not really something that's Ainu owned and Ainu run, which is another reason why people are kind of against the Upopoi. Yeah, because uh, that's because not it, Ainu run, is it? It's run by the, the old Shiroi Museum was, who was Ainu owned Ainu, Ainu run. Now you've got this new one, which is uh, government owned. Right. And all of the people up the top, all the people in decision making um, positions are, mm. are Japanese. There's not even one right. I know up there. So I guess that's also the problem. Where's the money going? Is yeah, it going back yeah. into the communities or mm, are they just going, oh, pockets, oh, that's yeah. Yeah. you know, they, they skimming off the top. Definitely. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. yeah. And, yeah and, but they, they mm. do try and get um, I knew from different areas to come and, to come and work there, which mm. is a, which is a good point. But, you know, it's just like, Reeks of colonization again. We're at the top. When we're making, <laughs> yeah. making, making yeah, you the work decisions. for me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Right. Right, yeah, right. So it's kind of quite per- terrible. And another thing I just want to talk about Upopoi is mm. um, back in like the eighteen twenties, thirties, some asshole and um, anthropologists just mm. went and dug up a whole lot of graves and took Ainu remains, right, and, yeah. and relics, and that's stored all over universities all around Japan. Like right. we're talking not. Just, a couple just grave thousands, thousands right. you know about 2000 or something right. they're trying and to get those back they're trying to get them back repatriate them back to their to their families to be buried properly mm. right so they've been trying and um from the you know the university side they're saying well we have to dna test them and who are the families we have to dna test their families to give them back to the right person blah blah mm. blah and uh, i know said you're taking too long and they've been sued they've, they've sued the the universities um, and Upopo is just like a big get out of jail free card for the universities because what they did is they said, oh, what we'll, we'll do it, then we'll... is we'll make this 
Peace Memorial Space. Oh, and, and they put all the and, bones and there. And the poor boy will move all the remains there. And if you want to go pray for them, just go, oh. go, and, go and go pray for them there. Oh, and um, kind of on one side, some mind you said, well, it's never going to be solved. So, okay, let's do that. Fair enough. And then on the other side, said, no, you... You took my great grandmother out of the grave yeah. where she's lived all her life. She yeah. wants to be buried back in the soil where she's lived all her life. Right, right. And um, you're just going to throw in some concrete bloody mm. museum and make money off it, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. so and I'm not going to get any. That was yeah. a, another um, thing that I knew we're, we're not happy about. Right. So that that one in Tokyo, the thanks Thanksgiving yep. festival. So mm-hmm. is, does does that mean like the Ainu have their like a special Thanksgiving themselves? As yes, to yes. The there's one? a um, like a conscious There's they've been all around Hokkaido too. Little Ainu groups will have them around Hokkaido. Um, there was one that used to be in Shiroi, but that like pretty much got cancelled now because of Upo. They have Upo oh, point. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the one in um, in Tokyo, it's pretty good because a lot of different groups came and they did different dancing. Um, there's a few presentations by different people. You did, you did some stuff there, didn't you? you did some yeah, like our, our, our Māori group, well, I'm part of a Māori performance group, like a haka, kapa haka group. Which I've got some questions about the haka. Okay, yeah, I just taught um, about 20 kids today the haka out at Sapurugaku University. Oh, nice. Had them, up, had them up doing it. So the haka uh, yeah, so is we, uh, now, it's used, it's a... Is, it's a War before is is different cry. types. Of, yeah, is like is it many different types of haka, correct? Many thousands, right. yeah. All right. So. Now it's I mean you you everybody's seen the All Blacks do it before they um usually beat England, isn't it, in the rugby? Well, I know, we drew against them, I think, <laughs> last time we played. Yeah. yeah. Was it a draw? Yeah, I think it was a draw. Yeah, yeah, it it like could have been a win for either side, but the, the silly guy kicked the ball. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I wasn't happy about that. Like, what are you doing? You... I, don't, I don't think anyone is happy about that. England way, wasn't happy right? about yeah. it. New Zealand wasn't happy I'm, about I'm it. I'm sure his teammates weren't happy. Yeah. Like, yeah, they tried so hard to get there, and he <laughs> kicks out. <laughs> anyway. So it is, it is a kind of a war cry, but it's also used for dignitaries. Is that true as well? Yeah, there's I... a lot of reasons you could do a haka. Um, you won't do one a... for us now, would you? Uh, no. <laughs> no, I wouldn't embarrass We're not myself. special like, enough. Doing the kapa haka performance by itself is hard enough for me because I'm rusty as. Right, right. And um, But the, all the um, other members of the group uh, get invited to do performances in different places, like okay. the, the New Zealand Embassy if somebody's coming over or something like that. So they were all really trained up, and I was like, gosh, I was looking at the videos before going down. Oh, I've forgotten this action. And we had, the night before, the Friday night, was, we were like, we're at a, um, a mate's, he owns a kindy. We're at his kindy, and, you should and to the, kindy the members going. came, and they, and they were, and we were like practicing. But, yeah, but we right. got it done. But we, um, And you, you performed that for the Ainu? Yeah, we did, we did quite a few numbers. We did a couple of haka. We did a, we did a haka pohiri, which is a coming out and starting haka. We did a couple of uh, poi. Right. with the, the balls swinging on oh, okay. um, which was traditionally used for dexterity for handling weapons. Okay. Now mostly women do it, but the men used to do it back in the day oh, as okay. well. And then we did um, some haka and some other things. We did a um, – and, yeah, and pretty much the reason we we perform there is we're invited for yep. a start, um, but also we want to show our support for Ainu. Yeah, exactly. Um, that, you know – in, in any of their endeavours and um, what they want to do in the future, we we as Indigenous living here on on Ainu land, mm. um, then we want to help as much as we can. Really. Is, is there anything people can do? Like we're living in Sapporo, is there a website or a thing like that people can contact or help out somehow? Um, I think personally. Yeah, just personally, I think probably the best thing you, you could do is just know more right. yeah, about Ainu and, um, and realize that, that all of these things that have happened over history, these histor- historical wrongdoings, um, has had an effect on Ainu. Mm. And, um, you know, if there's, if there's an event that you could go to or that's near here or somewhere you wanted to go see, like you want to see them um, taking that the sake out of the river there's events like that you can find they're always always around just go and watch and support and um well support go and watch and find out more i mean yeah, if right. you, i think i think um 
I think with with knowledge, with knowledge comes um, compassion, mm-hmm. um, and so and that's what helps to eradicate discrimination and that sort of thing. If there's no knowledge, if you just think, oh look at that girl, she's got this whack whacked out tattoo around her mouth, that's just ridiculous. <laughs> but if you find out why it was oh, put on yeah, there exactly. and, and how yeah. it was done, the the process she went through to get it. Um, then that's knowledge, mm. and then you understand. Come, you know, the understanding comes. Yeah, right, do, right, right. do you think a lot of Japanese people have much knowledge of the Ainu? Like nothing at all. Like for example, like your students before you were teaching them, mm. did they know much about? How it's not. It's not taught in high schools or anything like that. No, nah, some some elementary schools will touch on it, um, right. and depending on the area, uh, Chitose is quite big on it. And you see some of them yeah. there, and of course, like Nibutani, those areas. But it's, a, it's um, amazing, man. Because in Australian high schools, we learn about you know Aboriginal, yeah, like yeah, what, what yeah. happened to them. Yeah. You know, all those different tribes. Like part right. of the education. Now, yeah, yeah, it was part yeah. of Aboriginal studies. It was called. Yeah. 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 Well, when I came back to Japan after spending that time in London. So it would have been my fourth year here. I started teaching at a private high school. And um, that's when I first found out about the Ainu because I was looking through the textbook they had to teach. And it's like this um, one story about an Ainu musician called Orki. He's quite famous, actually. Orki dub band. Orki. Uh, oh, Orki dub Ainu. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. They're really good. And um, yeah. the, the, the story was about him, how he lived in Tokyo. And he found out about his Ainu roots. And he came back to Hokkaido. And he fell in love with his tonkori, which is like an Ainu guitar. And he made mm-hmm. his own tonkori. And he just started making his own music and stuff um and then i was like oh i knew okay oh, are these people living in japan oh, okay and then I, but what brought me to it is he had a t-shirt on that had like a maori it was a maori t-shirt right like, oh why is this kind of got a maori t-shirt on yeah and then i thought oh this is introducing hokkaido oh, this is awesome and then i thought okay i'm going to start this class off with a brainstorming session so oh. i write i know on the blackboard what do you know and they they're like salmon <laughs> salmon <laughs> Beer. Okay, beer. What else? Mm. Nothing. Nothing. Right. Mm. I teach three classes of 40 students. Yeah. I've got salmon and beer. Yeah. And, um, and then one other class, one kid knew about the um, mukuri, which is the, the harp, the mouth Oh, that harp. dung. Oh, wow. Yeah, right. Okay, yeah. yeah. Um, and I said, okay, you can speak Japanese. Japanese is okay. I thought they'd just try to say, say, say anything English. in English. But still nothing. Yeah. That's all mm. they knew. And I thought, oh, man, I kind of like... I wanted to shame them. I wanted to say, yeah. why don't you know anything yeah. about it? But it's kind of not their fault. Right. Really. Yeah, exactly. And um, so then now at, at the university level, I do the same thing with the Ainu Māori class. I, I One whiteboards, what do you know about Ainu? What do you know about Māori? And they, they do group discussion first and I get them to throw the markers and they go, go write it up on the blackboard, the whiteboard themselves. And they always know more about Māori than Ainu. Wow. It's right. amazing. Yeah. And um, I did a little bit of research on my... Māori only class, mm-hmm. um, and uh, at the start of the Māori class, I just did a questionnaire and said, "What do you know about Māori? What do you know about Ainu? Um, you know, uh, are you interested in learning more about this?" Blah 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 blah. A few different questions, and um, then at the end, I didn't teach anything about Ainu through the whole way. It's just all about uh, Māori. Māori, right? Then at the end, I did the same questionnaire, and um, is that just? A- and I got all the data. From yeah. that, just plugged it all in and um, found out that they actually become more interested about learning about their local indigenous culture because they learned about a, a foreign indigenous right. culture. Right. So um, that's kind of could be one way to pique interest is right. teaching kids about any un- indigenous any, culture. Right, yeah. Maybe Check out this, little. isn't this cool? Yeah, By look, the way, you've look, got your look own Look at the Aborigine yeah. dream time. Look at their art. Okay, yeah. let's have a look at these, you know, the first... First Nations in Canada, look at the stuff they do. Look at look at Māori, blah, blah, blah. And then, oh, did you know there's Ainu that live here? Yeah. Yeah. Look at the stuff they do, you know? Yeah, exactly. Mm. Yeah, people always kind of, yeah, like looking outside first when there's all this stuff going on, like right on their doorsteps. Yeah, you know? yeah. yeah. But it, a lot of the older generation always try to um, find reasons why history happened in the way it is, it's, you know, uh, that probably happens in other countries too. It's like, oh, you know, I know we're maybe a weak people. They lost to the Wajin, so that's probably why mm. they we don't need their culture and, you know, that, that kind of thing still that's, Yeah, but that's, still that's old people thinking. Yeah. 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 People are old people stubborn, yeah. Still, still exists. It's quite... What what do you think the future is for the for the Ainu people? You think well, they're, it's they're getting progressing at a at a good rate. Things are getting um, better. You just say. Yeah, I um, guess. I guess. Obviously, slowly. slowly. Def- definitely getting better. Um, a lot of more 
resurgence in especially cultural things. Mm. Um, Ainu dance, events, performance. Yeah. Ainu art is uh, like the wood carving is just amazing. The weaving is amazing. Yeah. That's the first thing you sit like I was telling, you know, when you, if those coming in uh, from overseas, you'll, uh, you know, you'll come in from the airport, you'll get on, get into Sapporo, and the first thing he's going to see is a wooden Ainu carving, right? The guy with that arrow in his hand. Ah, uh, in the Sapporo station there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah. was actually made by the Urespa Club at Sapporo University. Oh, right. Um, they they started this big campaign, the Irang Krapte campaign. So Irang Krapte means hello. Oh, yes, I, I, I said that to Ben. Yes, yeah. you did. And <laughs> yes, did, I say, did I say it correctly? You did say it well, correctly, yes. Irang Krapte. Irang Krapte. You told me about that. I, I, every time on the JR now, the mm-hmm. announcer says it. He's the, it's the first thing he says of nice. every announcement. Nice. Irang Krapte. Really? And yeah. then he starts going into Japanese. Oh, that's, that's nice. Only, that's that's, only, that's, only that's thing great. So, so they, yeah. that's a situation where things are kind of maybe changing mm. for the good i want i don't know if anyone notices it though like i only noticed it because you told me what it meant but right. i've been hearing that but ever since I've been i kind Japan. of think that's a good thing if, if hokkaido people just realize that's hello and they they hear it all the time and they that's another, another word that's been it's a word that's been normalized yeah, mm. yeah, yeah i mean yeah. like there's, like subconsciously they're yeah. absorbing it yeah, yeah yeah and it actually means let me um touch your heart yeah fond, exactly fond, fond, gently yeah, or something yeah that's right yeah um which is really quite Quite lovely, but yeah. um, there's a lot of Ainu words. Well, not a lot, but there's Ainu words that are actually in Japanese that people don't know. Yeah, like uh, kombu. Kombu comes from kombu, which is um, the, the seaweed. The, yeah, the kelp or yeah, seaweed. Kelp. Oh, the the, the um, areas in there around areas, Sapporo. Yeah, um, <laughs> <I'm laughs> Tonakai, Tonakai, reindeer is, oh, right. is Ainu. Yeah, yes. Is um, Suskino? <laughs> Yeah, you know, I heard you talk about that one. No, I'm not too sure. I haven't heard that one. I, I won't say yes or no. Yeah, but, um, yeah I think that's, yeah. That's, that's a safe answer there, man. Yeah, yeah. You can't but, trust a lot of But basically, um, Hokkaido region names or area names were, are either come from Ainu language, yep. like um, Sapporo, yep. Sapporo Pet, which means a, 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 a lot, wide, dry river kind yep. of thing. Um, or they come from the meaning in Ainu. But it's been changed in Japanese, oh, like okay. um, like Onuma Onuma near Hakodate means big swamp. Right. So that was actually I think Poronai or something, oh, which okay. is big swamp. But they've just taken the the Ainu meaning of it and changed it into Japanese. Right. Okay. And then there's ones that are just nothing to do with Ainu. Yeah, yeah, the Japanese okay. ones. How how good is your Ainu? Can you? Ah, uh, pretty terrible. I mean, I've, as I said, I've taken that. I'm taking that lesson every week for about a year and a half, but I, I just don't think I'm a very good language learner. Right. <laughs> um, but I mean, it's not a lot of opportunity to use it. No, correct? yeah. No. Um, and I do, I do revise it a little because I, I, I've got a Moodle server and we've got a Moodle. Do you know Moodle? Like LMS. Yeah. LMS. Yeah, yeah. And um, and we upload the videos onto Moodle of. Of the Zoom sessions, so that the participants can go back and revise, okay. and I make some quizzes from some of the vocabulary that have been in there, right. and another teacher makes some quizzes too. Um, well, he actually makes the quizzes first, and then I make a quizlet based on them. Okay. Um, so some of the participants go back in and relearn and that sort of thing, and just making them kind of helps me a little bit, but I'm still terrible at remembering. Do you, do you have a lot of Ainu friends that you get to yep. practice? Yep. Uh, no, not to practice with. Yeah. Pretty much within the Zoom lesson or if I go to do some event or something, I'll see some of my friends. And um, But, yeah, in those situations, we don't actually speak Ainu much. Yeah. Um, if, if it's just a few certain words, like it might be, Iairaikere, which is thank you. Or, Can you say that again, um, sorry? Iairaikere. Iairaikere. It's got three Ys in it, which stumps you. Um, <laughs> and, yeah, like, sui nui kan lo, which means see you later or see you next time. Say again, sorry. Sui nui kan lo. That sounds a bit difficult to say. Sui, it does, yeah. Sui nui kan lo. Sui nui kun. Oh. It's actually kara and law, but yeah, mesh them together. That's mm-hmm. not very good with languages either. Seems like. Well, my English is good, <laughs> gooder than yours. <laughs> gooder, <laughs> goodest. That's right. I'm the bestest. That's right. I am the bestest. So yeah, I think um, there's a lot of bit of a resurgence back to that original question. Yeah. Um, mm. And and Future. the government is kind of <clears throat> actually. Helping now, um, especially funding-wise, with a lot of funding for doing cultural things or collaborations, sending mm-hmm. I to 
like New Zealand or Canada or something to learn and then come back and right. and vice versa. Can, I mean, um, can I know, uh, can they fish on their own lands? Are no, we that no, far so yet? That's, no. that's, what, that's where um, a lot of the... Uh, um, of it's still just surface level. There's no indigenous rights. They they haven't right. been given back their fishing rights. Um, are they are they trying? That will to happen. You think eventually? I don't know. I think I think there needs to be a, a, a um from the government. They need it needs there needs to be an apology. Yeah. First. Yeah. For oh, any man. of that kind of reconciliation oh, to happen, man. and a Japanese government. Mm, yeah. yeah well, nah. Australia nah. took. Uh, I remember walking across Sydney Harbour Bridge for that. You know, that yeah. was that would have been about twenty years ago, I guess. Yeah, the government it apolog- does, formally apologised to the Aboriginal people because yeah. basically the government think they uh, most most. I, I can't say everybody, but basically the government think they were right in doing what they did because of. Um, the, basically, the the main stance was that they thought Russia was going to come through down through down through Hokkaido, right. take Hokkaido. So they thought, we'll get there okay, first. we have this Ainu living, this Ainu living in Saharin, yeah. this Ainu living in Hokkaido. So Russia thinks, okay, Ainu living in Saharin, that's ours. Are they living in Hokkaido too? That's ours wow, as well. I see. So mm. the kind of their stance was like, if we make everybody Japanese up yeah. to Hokkaido, mm. that's our. That's our front. That's our border. Right, they can't. Right. They can't uh, take us. Well, yeah. maybe, maybe that was fair enough at the time. At the time, yeah, but like, yeah. Then, but now, then, then all don't... of the um, okay, well, mm. let's just eradicate um, yeah. I know culture and language all, all together mm. and make um, slightly different looking Japanese people. Yeah, kind of exactly. Thing. Right. So, yeah, I mean, you know, all schools were in Japanese. Uh, yeah, the kids got beaten for, for speaking yeah, I know. Yeah. 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 Well, I mean, as Australia, man, they were trying to, you know. Yeah, um, yeah, stolen the generations. Stolen generation. Yeah. You know, just sort of put into a white family and mm. so obviously like the, you forget your culture the, that issue in australia is do you think it's come up to as as far as they can get in terms of progress or do you think there's a lot more they no, can i do? think there's a there's still still quite a bit i think so yeah so you, would you say that the ainu in terms of that comparing the progress to the aboriginal do you think they're a lot behind or Close. Mm, I would say a lot behind. Because um, I, I don't know, yeah. I don't know Australia's and uh, Aboriginal history and and even what's going on. But they in have the sued day to get well, their land but, back, and I but think way that's... behind Maori, New Zealand. Yeah, yeah. 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 I mean, a, a a a big thing for New Zealand was having that treaty, mm. the Treaty of Waitangi. So that the Crown had to um, had to pretty much look after whatever Maori considered treasures. And mm. the language and culture and fisheries and resources are treasures. So and but, land, of course. So, mm. so the was, the Maldives are, but like they have everything that they lost and they've got it all back. And not all back. No. Um. And of course, what Maori wanted back mostly was the land, mm. but they can't get it back because it's been sold to other people. Mm. Right. So yeah. um, the government government just can't come into a farm and say. Hey, right. we're taking this farm now because we're giving it back to the Maldives, but we'll give you this much money. And the farmer just said, "No, you won't." Yeah, but um, yeah, but and but it's also that that whole apology of the we were wrong, we are sorry, but we we want to give you something now. That's right, what right, most, right, basically right. what Maori want. I mean, when Maori were given back, they were given back a mountain, mm. and all of the uh, no, no, a lot of lot of people were. Against it, they said, "If you give the mountain back to Maori, we're not going to go able to go tramping there anymore. Look at the beautiful walks we have all through the mountain, um, and the Maori going to keep it and put fences around it." And and then the government said, oh, "No, no, 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 we're giving it back." And they gave it back, and the Maori gifted it back to the country. Wow! Well, oh, yeah. So yeah. Um, yeah, but now even in New Zealand, we've got um, phenomena of nature becoming um, people. We're having the same rights as people. Like the Waikato River has the same rights as, as people now. Yeah, right. As a person. So, well. yeah. So that's and under law. Yeah. So mm. there's people can't take parts of the river, you know, because it's a, it's a it's person. A thi- yeah, it has the right. same rights as a person. So Japan needs to be more like New Zealand. Oh, I'm not I'm not saying that, but um, I think, yeah, kind of Māori are in a, um, a position now where they can maybe start where they could where they can start helping other indigenous and say yeah, right. and mm. you know like offering some not advice but but saying some, this is how we did it yeah it might be a, yeah might be a situation like with exactly. the tatarangi um teaching yeah. style they can say well this is how we did it mm, yeah it might work with you 
try yeah. it out, see how it goes. But um, maybe you're like, never going to say, "Hey, you guys should do this. You yeah, guys should do yeah, that." Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's, every situation is mm, different. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah. So maybe, yeah. I mean, you could be a maybe a middleman one day. You know, this is the fear of the government, but this is what the you know, and then yeah, as, a, as yeah. a moderator, you know, a mediator. Yeah. Well. I'm I'm not Ainu and I'm not Japanese, so it's mm. like um, that's perfect. Then it's, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it might might help in some situations. Yeah, but um, yeah, yeah. So I'm kind of what's the word? Mm. I'm not a I'm not a I'm not a key. Uh, what is it called? A key holder? Mm. Uh, I'm not a key holder. Um, there's a word for it, something holder. Gatekeeper. Uh, <laughs> Gatekeeper? It's Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters. <laughs> Ghostbusters. <laughs> um, yeah. You're one of those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I'm going uh, yeah. um, to remember it once once this, this pod's finished. That's, oh, man, it happens all the time. Oh, <laughs> that's that's right, you know. Stakeholder. Ah, there you uh, go. I'm not a stakeholder. Yeah, I'm right, not right, I know right. and I'm not Japanese. Yeah, so okay. Only a stakeholder when I'm... Having a steak burger at <laughs> Barefoot Bird. They're very good. Have you had a burger here? Oh, I love yeah. the burgers here. Yeah, the Barefoot very, Burger. Very good. I, I used to, I used to make time. them, yeah, when I worked here for, oh, yeah. uh, for three months, I think, during COVID. Yeah, yeah, oh, I used to make, so, make the burgers. Yeah, yeah, nice. I think they're a lot better now that I've, uh, <laughs> I've, I've gone. Party at Ben's house. <laughs> he, he's yeah. the cook now. <laughs> yeah. um, I think that's all we have time for. Man, I'd like to... Man, we have to get you back on again, Matt, because, mm. um, yeah, that was... Uh, delve deeper. Delve deeper. Yeah. But we, we spoke about quite a lot, I think, you know, a lot of... Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, interesting uh, points. Of, yeah, we could go off on all sorts of segues exactly, and man. angles and yeah. um, things that would probably take all night, but... Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, it's good, um, like... You know, come back again and yeah, talk spread, about else. Spread some knowledge about the, the Ainu for... Mm. People that don't know a lot about them, which it mm. seems like a lot of people don't. Yeah, yeah, and especially maybe yeah. people who, are, some of your listeners, or maybe most of your listeners, maybe are coming to Japan mm. or already living here, want to know more about um, Japan or Sapporo or Hokkaido. So mm. um, I always find that um, foreign people seem to be more interested in, in the indigenous where they're living than Japanese, li- you know, uh, yeah, being right, interested exactly. in their own in- yeah. indigenous. So, exactly, yeah. like, um, with the uh, class that I teach for study abroad students, is like at the last year, well, the, the year before COVID, just about all of them took my class. Yeah, right. Um, because they're interested in it. Yeah. But then you know, there's and but that's almost all of them out of out of the population of all of them. Yeah. <laughs> and then I've got the Japanese class, which is like about the same number out of a population yeah, of three thousand right. yeah, students. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. 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 All right. Well, uh, yeah, thanks for coming on, joining us, Matt. Kia ora. So, Do I say kia ora? Kia ora, yes, yeah, yes, thank you. Kia ora, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. A bit of pronunciation, there yeah. we go. Wow. Mm, I know the, uh, the hongi. The hongi, yep, yep. Do you do the, did you do that at the Ainu Thanksgiving thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, is, that, is that the greeting? Yeah, it's the where greeting, you put yep, your uh, no, forehead and nose together. Forehead and nose together, yeah. breathing and in and the yeah, same. And you breathe in the same breath to become... Um, no, well, to be become friends become basically. Yeah. Yeah. It's called the breath of life, so it goes back to a um, ancient Maori myth of when um, the first woman was made by the first man, right. and uh, he bro- bro- he breathed. <laughs> I was about to say he broed. It's, it's broed, man. He broed. He, broed, um, he breathed <laughs> into her and, and yeah. she came came alive. Right. Is there anything like that in Ainu for the? Yeah, lots of lots of. Is, um, what's what's a typical greeting? You said uh, actually, gre- greeting is just you don't corrupt there. But back in the day, the older woman used to greet you by patting you down. <laughs> right. Yeah, and just like touch, touching that, that was a greeting yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh. so yeah, I, I, I didn't know that and it happened to me once and I can't went to the lake I right. um, Kotan over there the village over there Ainu village over there and uh, I hadn't seen this lady for ages and, yeah, and she just came up to me and started patting me down and, oh yeah. wow she was and actually touch, even, touching even in pecs, the day Iran Krapta wasn't used much right. it, was, mm. it was just it's more of a common thing nowadays but. okay alright well uh, thanks for joining us everyone and uh, leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. That will really help us out. 
And if you have any actual questions for Matt, maybe things you want to know about, not me, Matt, the other Matt, <laughs> the learned Matt. Cotter Matt. Cotter Matt, yeah, you can uh, sort of send us some messages and we'll uh, we'll contact him. Anything yep. else, Matt? No worries. You wanna... No, thanks for having me. No. Yairai kire. Thank you. Inankarapte. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that means hello, yeah. Ben. <laughs> it's all right. It's normalised. Ben's normalised yeah, it now. <laughs> no, I really appreciate you coming on and uh, sharing your information and your experiences with us. No it's, uh, it's been great. Take care, everybody. Thanks, everyone. This episode was brought to you by The Red House, located in the heart of Rizutsu Ski Resort, just across the main road, and it's behind the Seiko Mart convenience store. The restaurant features a mix of Japanese, Asian fusion and Western style dishes, including shabu shabu with Wagyu beef and Hokkaido Wagyu beef steak. Open winter and summer, 12 to 3 p.m. for lunch, 5 to 9 p.m. for dinner, with prices ranging from under 1,000 yen to about 5,000 yen. Check out their website, theredhouse.jp.